good afternoon. Uh, I'm Jeanette. This is my husband, Rios. So we'll just start with a quick Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so um, a little bit of our story. Our story is we've known each other for, um, it'll be two decades in August. Um, we've been married for uh, almost 13 years in August of 2005, we got married. Um, but we were dating for six years before we got married. So that equates to what, 19 years this year, right? Yeah, yeah 19 years this year we were dating. So um, we have th three other children at home and this is number four, conceived using Billings, actually. Um, uh, we were very um, aware of the method. We've been using it since uh, we were engaged in 2005, January. We started, we learned about the method. And I met Teresa there a long, long time ago. I was actually in the teacher training program for a while, but I went to school and so we never had the time to, I never had the time to come back. So we were very, um, with this number four, we were very uh, aware of, okay, we need to make sure we, we would really like to conceive another one. So I started charting in February last year and was seeing some real weird issues going on in my cycle. So I went to go see my Billings teacher and uh, she was saying, you know, yeah, we'll keep charting and then we'll see how it goes. So uh, come July, I, I was really noticing like a huge, like I get spotting for like a month and bleed for like a whole month and so I said okay there's something going on here uh, I need to go see um, a doctor so I went to originally went to my family doctor but because she doesn't know Billings um, she didn't really quite know how to help me with that so I was uh, I was able to see the Billings doctor who's based out of uh, North York here she's amazing um, she was able to see me in July and I she found out well we found out I had a thyroid problem and I also had um, vitamin D deficiency. And <clears throat> so those were the two things she prescribed for me as well as progesterone to help stop the bleeding because I was getting bleeding for so long. And so, um, yeah, I, I, uh, we, um, I started the medication, say August, and then beginning of August, and then by October, well, by November, um, we found out that we had conceived, which looking back at my chart I didn't really know when it happened but then looking back at it I'm like oh that's when it happened because you know when there's those remember when Teresa had that slide up when there's those days with the green days where it's like one day you would abstain and then you you can have it of course the next day yeah that's kind of what happened that was there was like a dry day or like one day that was like different I'm like okay and then the next day it would go back to dry and then it was just it was weird I get I just kind of happened out of nowhere. So it's, it's very interesting that Billings was able to help us achieve this this pregnancy. So it's it's really a miracle that this um, the methods that the, the church the church backs, you know, like we can actually learn all this information and it's it's very cheap to learn. I mean five dollars. You can't go wrong with five dollars, okay? And they also have apps out there too. We actually use a different one than than the one that Teresa was talking about. But um yeah, just a little bit about that. I'm also studying the theology of the body, so I'm familiar with this um, the stuff that Sister Helena talks about very much, and uh, that's a very big uh, part of our... Oh, my phone's ringing. Uh, it's a very big part of our, our relationship and our marriage. Um, 
you know, it hasn't always been easy being um, a couple that doesn't use contraceptives per se, because you get these times where, you know, you're available, but sometimes as a woman, you don't really feel like you want to, you know, engage, right? So um, for me, that was a big um, cross that I had to bear. Something that because my, my hormone levels were sore, sort of like fluctuating at an all-time low, I wasn't, didn't feel like I wanted to engage. So it was difficult for me. Um, and so my husband can talk a little bit about his experience with natural family planning. And um, I mean, just talk a little bit about our story more. Okay, well, um, I guess going back to when Jeanette mentioned about, um, about you know, conceiving of baby number four through Billings. Well, basically all of them were, uh, what's it called, conceived through, uh, well, with the knowledge of uh, Billings. Because uh, I remember um, when people asked, like, oh, like, did, are they planned? Or, like, they would ask me if they were planned. I'm like, well, it's not like I was there. I know what was going to happen. <laughs> so, like, I, it was not a surprise. Like, it's not a surprise. It's never been a surprise. It's like, cause, okay, well, if this happens, then there's a natural, um, I guess, a natural positive consequence of having a, a baby. So, for me, like, when, when they asked, I'm like... I'm, that's a weird question to ask because it's not a surprise because, I mean, even some kids already know, like Sister Helena mentioned when she asked the kids, like, oh, babies. I'm like, yes. So it's not really a surprise. So, But it's more that with fourth, with baby number four. So we don't have a name yet because well, we what we do, know, but we we're waiting for the, for the, the, reveal. the reveal, I guess. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, it's just that th- there was a bit more conscious um, decision of trying to really uh, plan. So this is the one that's really planned, yeah. in a way. Because like I said, uh, with the previous three, they weren't necessarily like uh, we were. We were, we were kind of going with the flow, but knowing what is the possibility or not, um, not possible, possible. But um, but for baby number four, yes, there was a lot more. So there's a lot more conscious thought on it with it. So we were looking, and um, and that's the thing where after Jenna had her uh, thyroid thyroid medication and the vitamin D, that's when it happened. And I was actually surprised too because there were moments where the fertility signs were much higher. So there should have been the the possibility of conception was should have been around that time. So when Jenna had her her uh, her her period there. So I'm like kind of confused, like, okay, like all the signs were there. And then, and then um, once you went through all that, all the uh, medications, and then I just got up, was about to go to the washroom, and she's just like, she has a smile on her face and a tear in her eye, like, I'm pregnant. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm confused because I'm like, what? Because in a sense, I'm like trying to figure out, like, because there was a lot more possibilities before. Than, than that time. So we looked, that's when we looked, I'm like, okay, where, when it could have been? And even with the doctor's um, time frame, didn't coincide with the time frame that we had in our chart. So that's why we kind of, we had to kind of investigate, like, didn't that even make sense? So, but yeah, so that's where it really helped out with our, with our, I guess, planning for baby four. You know, Oh, okay. 
Um, just to add a little bit about our story. Um, so like I mentioned, we've been married for 13 years. And so, um, you know, of course, being married, you you go through your ups and downs. And what Sister Lena asked us to speak about a little bit was to get a little bit vulnerable for, for people so that they understand that it's not always ra rainbows and unicorns in marriage, right? Like people always think, oh, marriage is so beautiful. It is. It is very beautiful. But you also need the, gra the special graces in order to be able to... Um, to go through the tough times, especially when you're, you know, when you're, um, when you're young and you're, you know, when you're young, you don't quite under, you don't quite get the things. But then when you kind of look back in your life and you reflect and you're like, oh, okay, that's where I saw grace happening in my marriage. And that's when I saw those things take place where they wouldn't normally, if, if, if it hadn't been for the, our sacramental marriage, we probably would have been divorced, right? Or separated because that actually almost happened to us. Um, it was after my second son was born, and you know um, your hormones are just—they're all over the place. Right? You don't—you don't feel like doing anything. You're just like just, just like just don't bother me, please, because I, I don't want to. I, I don't feel like I want to pursue any kind of relationship at all. Like just you know. And so for me, it was really internal inspection for myself because um, uh, it was—it was really a matter of like you know. You know, we talk about marriage being a gift, right? And how you, you have to give yourself to the other. And so sometimes it takes a lot to, um, sometimes it takes a lot to be able to push yourself to this point where you really are like giving of yourself so much to the point where it hurts. And that's essentially what, what marriage is supposed to do is supposed to push you to these limits where you, you are hurting, but it's in a good way. It's, you're hurting in a good way in a way, right? So you know, um, we had gone through this phase where, you know, I was, I was on my, it was my 30th birthday and I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, ah, this is so terrible. Like I felt, I honestly felt really alone because I was, it was just me and my kids. My husband was at work. He was working two jobs at the time. He was working in the morning and then he'd come home and he'd sleep and then he'd go back to the second job. And that, you know, of course being a mom, it's, it's hard because you, you don't get the time to be on your own and the kids are running running amok and my eldest is nine now my second is seven and my third it will be four in august so it's it's been a very very busy household and so for me um you know i was not in that frame of mind to, to at all be like i don't really want to just you know just stay away kind of thing right so I, I kind of pushed my husband away and to the point where you know we didn't um we got to this point where i wouldn't even allow him to engage at all with me where we didn't and, and we didn't enter into the marital embrace for a year and so that really took a toll on our marriage because of course being a man of course they want to have um you know relations with their wives right like and that's that usually women should also feel the same way but my hormones were just mute they just they were not progressing at all so you know and I, I sort of um, I went into myself and I I sort of said to myself you know I started actually as funny as it is <laughs> I started reading books but they weren't the right types of books um, in the sense I started reading like uh, I was reading like you know the romance or around the time it was like the Fifty Shades of Grey you know that type of series and unfortunately I got caught up in that whole the, the whole genre but the interesting thing is and I'm not at all saying it's a good thing that happened from it but what I can see is that those things that happens in those books those are like the things that women kind of want in a way in a way right they want that relationship where they can um, they're being pursued right they want that relationship where they're being pursued and and um, and without fail kind of thing right so but at the same time I was also 
I happened up because I had known about theology of the body for since 2005, since since we started using buildings, and so that sort of came like popped up back up popped back up into our, our relationship, and so I started tuning into more of I, I think I think I saw maybe something when Christopher West had 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 um oh yeah that's what it was he was coming to Toronto and I said I have to go there I said I haven't haven't been to one of his talks in the, like you know ever so I have to I have to go so when I went there. It was like a whole different um, genre of feelings uh, came over me, and and it was totally eye-opening, right? So for me, that's what really changed my perspective on life, on love, on relationships, and it really t took me a long time to understand that it was really one. It was partly the devil because he knows how to he knows how to get to you in your marriage, and he knows what's gonna what's gonna set you off. But the other thing is that there's also an antidote. There's also a, um, uh, a spiritual aspect to a marriage, right? So that's why I think that you know, our, our wedding is actually on the Feast of St. Monica. And I think she kind of prepared us for these trials that were coming because of her own trials that she had in her own marriage. But um, so it was very interesting to see that that theology of the body popped up at the same time that I was reading these books in contrast to each other, right? And, and so... Um, I picked up these and I started reading them and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And he didn't get it at first, right? Men don't really get it as, as I guess, as easy as women do, I suppose. I don't, I'm not sure. But for me, anyways, it was, it was really an introspection and to see really like what the things that you're doing, like there, are they really from, are they really like, is this really something you should be doing to your husband, right? And it was really selfish of me to withhold that for so long. And I apologize. I'm just, you know, it's terrible, but I, it's almost like I felt like I had to do something like that, but it was really in my head. It was really in my head and it was, it wasn't reaching my heart. So, um, one thing that sister, I talked about those, those four parts of marriage. So the first one is procreation union, right? We had the procreation part down because obviously we had two children already, right? The, the union part, that was a little bit of a, of an uphill battle for me. Um, but then there's those third and fourth aspects, which, um, which I think is actually very, very fundamental to, to marriages. I mean, for me, one thing that I, I, I and now I have equated it to, because, you know, Citroen alluded to it that, you know, sex is a good thing, and it is. It's a very, very good thing within the context of a marriage. Um, but what we don't understand as women and men um, is that sex is actually very, it's um, like the most powerful prayer that a couple can enter into, because that, that prayer between the, the husband and the wife has the ability to create new life. So there's no other prayer that you can really enter into that can be as powerful as a prayer between a husband and a wife. So it was very, um, uh, what does it say? Very uh, enlightening for me to get to that point where, you know, I have to be very introspective. You know, I'm, th I'm 33 weeks pregnant. You know, it's not, it's still not very easy for me to, to let go of my selfish ways because that's, women sometimes right? we can be selfish right but it's not a good thing right and so really in marriage it's supposed to be giving up of yourself and and giving yourself to your beloved right and 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 also so that you're not um and people will ask me so does that mean you have to be available all the time no that does not mean you need to be available all the time but you need to switch sort of your mentality and the way that you see sex in marriage because essentially like like i mentioned if if, if sex is a prayer right 
And it's one of the most powerful pairs that you can enter into as a married couple, right? In the in the union, the bed is the, the union. If you consider that, really it's it's something that you would want to enter into freely. Right? Even with some sometimes even when say for example you're praying the rosary, sometimes people don't want to pray the rosary, but they do it out of habit or they do it out of out of, of love for God, right? So it's um it's kind of the way that you not not really you don't want to push yourself to that point, but it's about changing the mentality and the way that you see the world and the way that you see your spouse and that you want to you wanna also be able to make them happy as well. And that's also what sacrifice is about and marriage is about is it's about sacrificing um, sometimes the things that you, um, sometimes you, you, you know, you sacrificing of yourself and you're giving up of yourself freely. And so that's been, a, um, an, a, you know, another thing that I take to, to prayer is that I got to remember, okay, my husband is also a man. I also want to be able to that's make him true. happy, right? <laughs> I also want to make him happy. So I want to be able to give him that opportunity to show him, show the expression of love between us. Right. So, um, yeah, you can add to that. So. For, um, I guess, a uh, male perspective as well. Well, I guess to use an analogy a little bit, um, it's, it's like for, for boys or for men, you know, um, for us to, I guess, install a screw that's like kind of a broken shelf, we're using a ha- they gave us a hammer. So for all, all, the only thing that we know is to just, just hammer the screw in. So, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense, right? But then when, the, let's say, the theology of the body came to our lives, that's when the right tools came. I'm like, oh, here's a screwdriver. It'll be smoother. It'll be easier. <laughs> Instead of you just, just smashing it in there, right? So, again, it's just we had the, the I guess we had the intention there. We, had, we just wanted to have the, the same end goal. But the problem was we were using the wrong tools. So I think, for me, that was... M- my problem but not just mine but i think most of the time um for for men that's the tools that we've been given um i guess i i always get kind of irked when somebody says like oh boys will be boys so make no they don't have to always be boys will be boys but you know we give them the proper tools then they'll function a little bit better so i guess that's where my struggle was um so we were had the same same end goal but the problem is just wrong tools, wrong tools. So um, that was really, th- that was the most um, eye-opening thing for, for me. So now, um, I don't know if everyone here knows the story of Tobias too. Tobias? Some, Some maybe. Uh, well, long story short, um, how would I, such a kind of a long story. But anyway, if he, he's about to marry uh, Sarah, Right? But then she had seven, seven other husbands before. But all the husbands, they, they died before they got to consummate. So now um, when they were about to get married, the, the father-in-law was like, are you sure you want to do this? So I was like, okay, because they know the track record. <laughs> right? So uh, actually, they were actually already digging a hole for his grave. They were already preparing. Because <laughs> like, well... There is the wedding's done, but they're gonna consummate, so that's it. They're preparing it. So, um, but obviously he 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 made it through the night. But um, with that's with uh, with the help of of the archangel Raphael, and actually that's where I kind of draw where I kind of approach our our 
I guess our intimate moments now where okay like how do you think okay if she is like the Ark of the Covenant and the same thing with that if my life kind of depended on making sure that I'm sorry let me track retract um, it's basically just the reverence so most of the most of the seven all of the seven uh, husbands I guess they approach the consummation um, a little bit now without reverence. So the demon that was, that was um, I guess, killing off the, the husbands there, you know, that's where they failed. So with Tobias, you know, he, got, he got some warnings and, he, uh, he, and um, say Raphael told him what to do. So they had a bit more for re- um, a reverence and proper, uh, proper approach towards Sarah, Sarah. So I guess that's how I go about it too now. So every time before we actually have our, our intimate moments, I say a little prayer first. So I always pray before. So at least, at least it's, um, uh, we're inviting the Holy Spirit within our, our, um, with our, within our marriage bed. And that, and that I guess will be a bit more the intention. For me, the intention is not, it's not out of lust, but it's also always reverence for the original plan of God. So for me, that's my prayer before prayer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> prayer, before right? prayer. prayer before prayer. Because again, it's just an intention going into it. So it's maturing for me too, but hopefully I can pass it on with our boys. So at least they have the right tools as well before they, I guess, find out later or, or the hard way. So, but just the approach for, for a, a man should always be, okay, reverence, pray, always pray. So, I mean, prayer with prayer, and it's just, it's a, it's, again, it's a beautiful thing, I guess. So, it's always something to look forward to for us, but always start with a prayer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to add to that ice cream and brownie? Because he was the one that was oh. talking to me, and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. The ice cream and brownie. So we, we've always mentioned, so we've ta- I told Sister Alina, I said, yeah, you know, in relationships, you always want to be 100%, 100%, right? You never want to go into a relationship. You know how they say, oh, you're my other half. I'm like, no, 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 honey, you're not the other half. You're the other whole, okay? You're a complete person. You should be whole before you get into a relationship, which is why brownies and ice cream is a good analogy because brownies are good on their own. Ice cream is good on their own, but when you when you put them together, they're so much they're so much better, right? So he was talking yeah, about yeah. oh yeah, go explain because okay, sure, sure. I was like I don't get it. Sorry, we were just talking about it earlier, yeah. but um, sorry, that's our dynamics. <laughs> Known each other for twenty years, so um, but yeah, uh, we were just saying where well, again, I guess reflecting with the natural family planning is that the toppings are like the kids, so you can kind of add on whenever you you say you know what let's. Let's add a little bit of chocolate syrup or whatnot, right? So something like that, but you can always add on or not. But then also, if you think about, um, I guess some people would add uh, peanuts or whatnot. Some, some people are, are allergic to nuts. So if, if we look at, I guess, the, that analogy again, right? The, that's where, so I guess, their fertility might not be... Um, I guess there might be some problems with the the fertility, so that means I guess again the analogy behind that is that the the nuts are are good, but then some people are allergic, so they just can't have it. So it's not like 
it's not that they don't want to have it. It's just they just physically can't, right? So again, it's just I guess we were just thought about that. There's a little bit of divine uh, inspiration, so you can just add a little bit of toppings whenever you want. But just no more. Okay, just still good, right? <laughs> still good. Yeah. There you go. See, now I get it. I get it. Because yeah. he was telling me, and I'm like, I don't get it. Because we were, we were also sitting at the back, and I'm like, just, I'm whispering. Like, and he was whispering to me. And I'm like, I don't understand you when you whisper to me. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, uh huh, okay. So. Oh. Ah. That was actually. Oh. We had that discussion too. Yes, we did. And, um, and I thought that I would be the ice cream, and she's the brownie. The reason why is that. As the role of, the, I guess, more of the, the Jesus role in the marriage, is that we are called to die to oneself. So, we, if you think about ice cream, we just melt, right? We just melt. <laughs> but then, with the brownies, it, it still kind of hold its um, hold its, its form. form. So it's still pretty solid. So for for us, for the husband, for me, my job is to make the brownie better flavor right like it's just to be stronger but for me i'm kind of dying into myself but not like away from from uh, the brownie but but really just infusing being one with the brownie so that's why i'm like we we thought about that a lot <laughs> okay. so that should be your anniversary every year a brownie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With the toppings, of course. Yeah. With it would be four different toppings now, right? So it'll be four. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Think about that. Four different toppings. That's true. Got to think about that now. Yeah. So um, that's that's a little bit of our story. I think um, hopefully you guys will learn something from it. Um, we sure did. Um, in the twenty years that we've known each other, it's it's been a whole roller coaster of emotions and and a whole ride. So. Not done yet. No, it's not done yet. Let's <laughs> hope to God that we have more and more years together. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been very interesting, just enlightening, just knowing my cycle and how it's all played into this whole role and how everything like humanity vitae has come into our life and natural family planning. It's all it's all a part of God's planning. You and sometimes you don't notice these things until until you you look back in your life and you reflect and you're like, oh, that's where moments of grace have happened in my marriage. That's when, I, that's when I see it, you know. It's when you really look back and you reflect on the, on the life that you've led. And, and that's when you see all the graces that have been given to you. And we were very, very fortunate that we were able to, um, to come across certain teachings that helped us at the right time when we needed them, right? So, and I think that's really the Holy Spirit saying that, hey, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you got to get to this low point until, uh, you know, when you're at the bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. So, um, yeah, with that, if you guys have any questions, I don't know. So. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point, yes. That's the point. So you'll remember us, brownies and ice cream, when you have brownies and ice cream for dessert. <laughs> no questions? Okay. Thank you so much, and thank you for your vulnerability, too.